And welcome into the Locked On Razorback podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. I'm also the host of The Morning Rush on ESPN Arkansas from 6 to 9, Monday through Friday, every morning. So be sure to check that out at hitthatline.com. Once again, want to appreciate everybody that's not only been listening to the podcast, been subscribing, been downloading, everyone that's been a huge supporter of the podcast. It's growing at a rapid rate. In fact, it's growing even faster than I would have ever dreamed dreamed ever imagined so thank you all for doing that be sure to continue to like the podcast and also share with all your friends on what a great podcast this is it doesn't get any better than this folks and it just yeah let's just be honest about it so continue to do that and again once again appreciate everybody uh, listening in and being a part of it so we're going to have some fun today yesterday though I said or at least made the case for why Arkansas would lose or excuse me why Arkansas would win eight games and today I'm going to make the case of why Arkansas will lose eight games. Now, this is probably going to piss a lot of you off, but I feel like that's only fair to look at glass half empty, glass half full type of deal. So we'll get into that. We're also going to talk about the uniforms that Arkansas will be wearing in game one. I'm sure that's triggering all the traditionalists. (laughs) Can't believe we're going to have that conversation, but we got to have that conversation. And also Arkansas baseball. I know it's football season, but baseball announces a couple of teams that are going to be on their schedule that just, puts a smile on my face and I can't wait to talk about that and we'll get into all of that but let's start with making a case for why Arkansas will lose eight games this season putting them at four and eight missing a bowl game the exact same record they would have in the regular season that they had last season now is that to say that Arkansas will be a worse team than what they were last season maybe I don't see that being the case. In fact, if Arkansas was to go four and eight this year, I don't see them being necessarily looked at as a bad team, a disappointment, an embarrassment, a humiliation, whatever you word or adjective you want to use to, to describe it, as much as they were last season. So it's very possible that this team could go four and eight. I, again, I will say, I do not predict them going four and eight. I'm sticking with my six and six, and I think that that's what they're going to do. But four and eight is a possibility you don't want to hear it but it is a possibility now there's a few things and a few reasons why i feel like that may be the case and we'll go with number one the lack of nfl caliber talent look around on this team folks go on to the arkansasrazorbacks.com website go to the game notes go to the depth chart go to the roster go wherever i want you all to go on there and look at all the names on that roster and point to me Point out to me, which of those players are bona fide, surefire NFL caliber players? Show them to me. Can you find them anywhere at all? Nothing? Sure, there's a few possibilities. There's a guy like Sosa Gein who could really step up his game this year, be considered a great NFL defensive lineman. Sure, there's a guy like Yelda Froholt who has really done a lot of great things and changing into the offensive line and might be built for an offensive line type of NFL player. I don't know what position necessarily, maybe more likely a guard, but I could see that maybe being a possibility. Maybe a Cheyenne O'Grady having a shot at the NFL. Maybe. Maybe one of the running backs. Maybe. But it's all maybe. I don't feel confident in saying that any of them are surefire guys. That's not to say none of them would be drafted. And that's not to say that any of them could become ones. Maybe late this year, maybe next year. 
But there's just none of those guys that are around on this team. And all the great teams that you think about in Arkansas's history, they had to have great, bona fide NFL caliber players. It's kind of a duh statement since, you know, stop traffic. If you have better players, you might be a better team. But if you think about just in Arkansas's recent history, even under Brett Bielma, that's what I look to of saying why it was a major disappointment with Bielma in his first few years. Not necessarily just because of how bad the team was or uh, what the record showed, but just the fact that he had NFL caliber players all over the team and couldn't do anything with them. 2014, I think, is the greatest example of this. You had four NFL players on defense, essentially. And on offense, you had like five, six players that were NFL caliber players. And what did you do with them? Six and six? Nah. That's the, I think that's the hindsight view of point of it. But it's also one way to be able to justify whether or not a coach is doing a good job or not. And in this day, right now, there's none of those guys. Even going into last year, that was four and eight. You still knew that you had some players that were NFL caliber players. Frank Ragnow was an NFL caliber player, and that's why he's in the NFL. I even think Austin Allen. He had the makings for at least getting a job in the NFL. I don't know if it was going to be a guy that could be a perennial starter, but he could at least get a job in the NFL. I don't think that was too... Uh, out of the realm of possibilities for these guys. So you, you had those those cases, and I don't think that was too out of the ordinary. So that's also one of the reasons though, they only went 4-8 is because they didn't have that anywhere else, and it's going to be the same way this year. You can't look around on the team and say, well, this player's an NFL caliber player, so therefore they'll be really good. You just don't have that. I'm still trying to... I'm looking at the roster right now. None of them. So when you don't have NFL talent... And especially for someone like Chad Morris, who's trying to find some type of strength, some type of secret mystery of this team that he can really utilize. It's just not there. So when you don't have the NFL talent, the wins don't come along with it all the time. Another reason I believe that this team could lose eight games is because a new philosophy like Chad Morris's may be way too hard to learn in just a spring and an offseason. Chad Morris even mentioned this in a press conference a few weeks ago when he was talking about the install of his system and, and all the plays that he was wanting to do on offense. He said, oh, we're about 20%, 30%. We may not be to 100% until next year, the year after that. So that tells you that there's a lot of complexities to a system like this, a philosophy like this. And you have to be able to look at it and say, all right, let's take the good and the bad and mix it all together and see what we can come up with. But as of right now, I just don't know if all the players are on board with where the Chad Morris wants them to be, essentially. I think that they're all buying into it, but you can buy into it all day long. It's about adapting it. It's about going out and showing it, being able to learn it and adjust to it and also apply it. I don't know if that team, this team has that right now. Now, time will tell. Because I think that this is, might be a system, too, that they get better as time goes on. Maybe further down the road, they'll be able to, you know, maybe against the Ole Miss Rebels about that time. They'll really get in the swing of things. But it may be a rough start. And when it's a rough start, and you can just imagine if Arkansas is one and two going into that very first SEC game. It's possible. How does that make you feel? And if you start off one and two, even two and one, if you lose to Colorado State on the road, I mean, that's not going to do you any favors. That's not going to be a great 
set up for winning six games, you're probably going to lose eight. Because if you start off one and two, find me five more wins. Ain't happening. Not in the SEC. So that's possible. But it, And it's all about the training. It's about where they take their steps, how, where they progress, how fast they pick it up, and how much confidence they can maintain throughout the season. Also, making sure that they don't have a bunch of injuries. The offensive line has been plagued more than any other team that I've ever seen, any other unit than I've ever seen at Arkansas. It was already bad to begin with as far as depth went, but now it's just one on right after the other, and down goes the next one, down goes the next one. They have guys stepping up. They're having to move guys from the defensive line to the offensive line. Maybe okay, maybe be able to work, but that's not a good sign. And it's not a good sign when your quarterbacks really aren't taking the necessarily steps that you want. It's just a matter of by default. you got to start somebody. And I think that Cole Kelly, when the reason they're starting him is maybe, maybe he performed well, but is he performing just outside of his mind where he's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Razorbacks? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I think he'll be good enough and serviceable enough this year to get the job done. But all those factors, is that going to be enough? I don't know if that's the case. And lastly, it's one reason that we could use for yesterday. It could be the same way this year in, that, in this uh, segment is that's the schedule. Because it goes into my previous point. If Arkansas gets off to a slow start, which when you're changing philosophies, you're doing things differently. Yeah, you got to change it up a little bit. And when you get into the beginning of the season with that slow start, if you start losing the games like Colorado State, North Texas, it gets bad from there. Because essentially, you could start off 0-3 in SEC play. In fact, you're probably expected to start off 0-3 in SEC play with at Auburn and then Texas A&M and then, at Alabama, or then Alabama at home. Those are probably going to be your toughest stretch of SEC games. And after that, you get Ole Miss and Little Rock, which Ole Miss has got a fam- fantastic quarterback in Jordan Tamu. So could that cause problems for you in Little Rock? And also, we all know the stigma about Arkansas playing in Little Rock and how they don't necessarily do a great job all the time. Then Vanderbilt at home, hey, that might be your best bet, might be your best win. But NLSU at home, much more talented team than you. At Mississippi State, one of the toughest places to play. At Missouri, they care about the rivalry game or whatever you want to call it, but you don't. So all those factors, they could that could come up to bite you. It's all about how you start. I know people will say it's about how you finish, but this year for Chad Morris, it is all about how you start. And they, they can't afford to have a slow start. They can't afford to lose a couple games, uh, and especially in the non-conference. They just can't afford to let that happen. So getting out there, getting explosive, settling in, figuring everything out in game one against Eastern Illinois is a must. You have to see it. They don't have time to mess around. So you got to be able to take advantage of it, and you got to be able to take advantage of it right now. Again, I don't think Arkansas is going to lose eight games, folks. I really don't. But if they do, if they go 4-8, and eight, it's not a bad sign. It's just a matter of how do you go 4-8? and eight? What do you look like when you're going 4-8? and eight? That's the key. They may be in okay shape if they're at 4-8, and eight, at least how you finish, and if they look like they're gaining momentum. But either way, it's about the start. And if Arkansas starts off 3-0, and oh, it might be a better season than you even realize. 
All right, we're going to be bringing up the uniforms that Arkansas will be wearing uh, in game one as they announced it officially on Twitter on the, and here in just a second. I guess on the other side of the break, we'll say. But uh, before I get out of here, though, you know, ever since I started this podcast, all of you have been asking me for advice. And usually it's what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years and they have great reviews online and their mobile site is easy to use. You just lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend this service to my listeners. That's been good to me. And that's why I'm urging all of you to make your way to my bookie because when you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, most rewarding player perks in the business for you and your fantasy guys out there. You can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to a hundred percent and up to a thousand dollars that's a great deal you can't get a better deal than that use promo code on college it's promo code on college to activate your offer visit my bookie online today that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and don't forget to use the promo code on college when creating your account to claim the bonus you play you win you get paid with my bookie Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on to the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. The uniforms have been announced for Arkansas in game one against Eastern Illinois. Why am I bringing up uniforms, you ask? Why does anyone care about uniforms? Well, I care because sometimes, at least particularly in this season, it may not be the team being very good, but at least they may look good. And if you can look good, that's worth something. Not much, but worth something. And Arkansas announced that they're going with the all-white uniforms in Game 1 against Eastern Illinois. Now, the traditionalists, I'm sure, are pissed off. How dare you? How dare you change things up? How dare you have a white helmet with a red Razorback and a white uniform with red lettering and white pants and white socks and white shoes? How dare you? change our traditions you yankee pepsi drinking carpet bagging yeah everyone's gonna be mad about this i don't have a problem with it because here see here's a news flash for you folks and if you're listening and you're mad about the uniforms just listen to this arkansas the arkansas razorbacks they do not have a tradition when it comes to their uniforms The only thing that you could say that they possibly have is the Razorback on the side of their helmet. That's it. That is it. Nothing else. If you look throughout the years, Arkansas's uniforms have changed drastically. The numbers, the formats, the fonts changed dramatically. The way the uniform was set up, sometimes it said Arkansas above the chest. Sometimes it said nothing. Sometimes it said Razorbacks whatever sometimes it has the forward facing hog right there said woo pig suey whatever there's never been a tradition not to mention the fact that the colors of the uniforms if you look in some old highlights some years it looked like that arkansas had maroon uniforms in other years it looked like they had fire engine red uniforms arkansas can't even get the color of the uniforms figured out but yet people are going to be upset because it's breaking tradition for these uniforms Folks, you can't break a tradition if you don't have one. I'm sorry. 
And the thing is, if Arkansas wins a national championship, no one's going to give a rip on what, what their uniforms look like. Well, they won the national championship, but I'm still upset about the uniforms. Give me a break. They look good. They look clean. I like them. And whatever element of excitement can get these players involved, because that's really who needs to wear them. That's who it needs to be about. It's about the players, not about you. It's about the players and what they like. And if they like the all-whites, if they think that they can play better in the all-whites, then dadgummit, give them the all-whites. Let them go. Let them do what they want to do. Who cares? If they win the game, who cares? Roll with it. Have fun with it. Let the players have fun with it. I think it'll be great. And if Arkansas wins, it'll be great. I do think it's kind of interesting, though, that they're going with the all-whites in their home opener, not going with the red. But it's supposed to be a great and opening event. I think Chad Morris understands this. He's talked about the excitement that he hopes the fans can bring in. And I don't know what the attendance is going to look like. I, don't, I wouldn't think it's going to be a sellout. I'm, I would bet anywhere between sixty to 65,000 people will be there. Still a good crowd. The, you know, the weather's going to be beautiful there. So I, I look for that. Uh, I think that not only are they going to be in good shape as far as the weather, but the tailgating, the, the newness of everything, a new quarterback, new coach, essentially a new stadium, new athletic director, a new vibe, a new atmosphere. Everything's so new. And I think that's a great thing. And I agree, it's great that Chad Morris is trying to bring some extra excitement to all you fuddy-duddies out there that don't want to have any type of cool thing happen to your school. Listen, if Arkansas had a tradition like Alabama with their uniforms, or Auburn, or Georgia, or Texas, or Michigan, or Ohio State, or Notre Dame, I get it. Totally get it. There's, you don't want to mess with those traditions. In fact, anytime those teams come out with alternate uniforms, I think they look awful. They look abysmal. They look like trash. So I'm fine with that. But Arkansas doesn't have that, folks. They've changed uniforms like every other year. Now, I'll say that the, my favorite uniforms were definitely in the 06 McFadden years. Those uniforms were about as clean as you could get. I love those uniforms. In fact, I'd love to see Arkansas go back to those uniforms. But that's not to say that the other uniforms are terrible or that's the only uniforms they can have before me to be happy. It's not it at all. So for all of you out there that are so upset and so distraught by the fact that the uniforms changed, please get over it. You have no tradition there, folks. You're, you're, you're out of your element, Donnie. Don't worry about it. Let the team go out there, and if they win, if they play good in them, that's what matters. That's what matters. Let them look good in it. Let them play in what they want to play. And then you just sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Is that too mean? No, it's not too mean. Got one more segment that's coming up, and we're going to talk a little bit about the baseball schedule and a couple of teams that they schedule. I think is very fascinating and something I think will have an impact, for at least for a lot of people's minds, for other sports too. But before we get to that, the wait is nearly over, folks. Football is almost here, and that means fantasy football season and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. If you don't believe them and you don't believe me, how's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team each week one team to win each week and you can't reuse that team for the rest of the season 
This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance to sign up now. Talk about your experience with FanDuel with all of your friends, because that's what I do. I talk about my experience. I've had some great experience. I've given it a try. I'm not a huge fantasy person. It's fun. It's fine. It's it's great. But this by, by going with FanDuel, it gives me options. It gives me things to do where I don't have to sit there and go through the same rigmarole every single week. It changes it up, and I'm excited to play with FanDuel this football season. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. So get into that free $250,000 Survivor Contest just like me. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me today. You're running out of time, folks. Come play with me today at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on to the final segment of the show here. It's funny. We're talking baseball. Baseball, huh? Razorback baseball coming off of the runner-up College World Series. You want to talk about that again? I know I sure don't, so we're not going to bring that up. But we are going to bring up the schedule. They've officially released it this year, and they have two teams on it. I mean, you got the SEC slate. It's going to be tough. you got some great non-conference games. It's going to be tough. But there's two teams in particular that just fascinate me. For the first time in program history, Arkansas will be hosting a fellow University of Arkansas system schools where they host the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, UALR, and the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, UAPB. The Razorbacks will host UALR on April 2nd, and UAPB will be on April 16th, both at Baum Stadium. Stop the press. Wow. Arkansas, one of the major sports, playing an in-state school, a smaller in-state school, and people are just going insane. And how awesome that is, how they love it. Cool. And here's the funniest thing about it. I hope... I hope that this is just a big troll job to not play Arkansas State. How hilarious would it be if, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but just how hilarious would it be if Arkansas in basketball and in baseball, even in football, started playing all the in-state schools except Arkansas State? How awesome would that be? Would that satisfy the fans? Because there's a lot of people out there that just want to see Arkansas play Arkansas State. Okay, is it about playing Arkansas State or just about playing in-state schools? You know, which one do you want? Which one do you want to see the most? Well, who cares? I don't. I don't want Arkansas to play Arkansas State. I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid to even bring it up. I don't want to bring this segment into you know, the debate about it. But people are stupid who think that Arkansas should play Arkansas State in any of the major sports. Or at least in football, I should say. In basketball or baseball, I don't have as big of a problem with it, as long as it's done correctly. But in football especially, they do not need to play each other because it's stupid. There's no reason for them to play each other other than just to satisfy the fans, or at least the small number of fans. Why does this matter? I'd rather see Arkansas play Notre Dame than Arkansas State. I'd rather see Arkansas play Texas than Arkansas State. Fair enough. Should be. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see a rivalry start budding with a Sunbelt school. That's embarrassing. If you're an SEC school, that's embarrassing. Don't let the rival bring itself up. Don't. But anyways, 
I think it's great that the baseball team is doing this. They're hosting UAR and UAPB. I think it's fantastic. I think that it's if any time that you can just stick it to Arkansas State and saying that, you know, we're going to play these other schools first. I think that's fantastic, too. Now, Hunter Yurichek in the email that he sent out to everybody made it crystal clear that this is not opening up any more doors for them to play any other schools in state. That's not what this is about. What this is about is just simply playing their own system of schools, the University of Arkansas system schools with UAOR and UAPB. Let them have it. Have at it. Why not? It's also the, probably the sport that you don't have to worry about Arkansas losing those games, at least at a high pace or a high record. So I'm all for it. I think it's great. I think it's great that they're uh, sticking it to Arkansas State a little bit. And I'm sure that this is going to spark a whole new conversation and open up a can of worms about why Arkansas and Arkansas State should play each other. I don't care. I don't want to see it. Nobody should want to see it. But yet there's going to be people keep talking about it. It's not for me. I don't want any part of it. Leave it alone, folks. It's over. It's done. Be okay with it. But the baseball team, kudos to you for scheduling UAOR and UAPB. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We're also on Google Play now, so be sure to check that out. Stitcher as well. I mean, we're all over the place, and we're waiting for approval from Spotify. So basically, any place that you want to listen to a podcast, we're going to be on it. So be sure to check it out in all different forms and fashions. I am John Neighbor. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 